Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Are you feeling strong? Some of you are good. I've come to encourage you today because today I'm talking about suffering. Is anyone feeling excited? My intention was always to finish this series talking about this topic, and it's a great follow-on topic from Jess's excellent message last week. And my goal is not to uh, depress you with negativity today. My goal is to equip and encourage you today that there is a greater purpose at work during tough times and that if we stay in, if we don't bail, because who knows that when we're in a tough time, what we really want to do is to bail. Anyone know that? Yeah, yeah? you found that? Yeah. yeah. Look, if we ba- don't bail and run, if we stay with God, on the other side, we will be this. We will be stronger We will have more resilience. We will be more full of joy, more free, more empowered to overcome on the other side of the tough times that we all must face. In fact, one of the greatest ways to become like that and to build resilience is to go through a tough time. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, but it's true. Some of you today are facing a storm that feels bigger than you think you can possibly face. And I feel your pain because I have felt that exact feeling. I have said, God, you've got the wrong person. I cannot make it through this one. The others, okay, we got through. But this one, no, this one's bigger than me. It's bigger than everything. And he's like, well, it's not bigger than me. Good point, God. I'm telling you, it's making you stronger and it will be the making of you. 1 Peter 4 says this, Dear friends, dear friends today, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, Be very glad. Ha! Be very glad. No. That's what it says. Be very glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it was revealed to the whole world. As we go through trials, we will see the glory of God on the other side. How good is that? It's so good. It's still hard though. If you have a belief that you will never suffer as a Christian, you haven't read the Bible firstly, and you're not going to hang around for too long, or you're going to be disappointed or confused at some point, because the Bible never 
promises that we won't go through hard times. It doesn't. Romans 8 says this, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. There's that word again. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. 2 Timothy 3 says, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. These are great scriptures, aren't they? We don't talk about them much, but they're in the word. We believe the whole Bible in this church. Suffering isn't something you have to believe for or pray for. In fact, I would encourage you not to. (laughs) Don't pray for suffering. Don't pray for the trial, because I'm here to tell you today that it will happen all by itself. (laughs) Whether you're ready or not, whether you want it or not, Sometimes we do dumb things, we do silly things, and, and we, are, we suffer because of our own silliness. There are consequences to the things that we do. You know, maybe your relationships are in trouble right now, but it's nothing other than the fact that the things that come out of your mouth are so harsh that people don't want to be around you. That's tough, isn't it? Sorry. Um, maybe you're in financial stress because you've made some silly financial decisions. This is not the type of suffering I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the work of God within us that can be difficult and painful, but produces wonderful results on the other side. It does produce wonderful results. Isaiah 48 says, I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. Wow. Suffering is one of the ways God makes us more like Jesus. It really is. If we allow him to have his way in tough times, we will be more like Christ on the other side. And I want to be more like Christ. In fact, I need to be more like Christ. As a follower of Christ, a follower wants to be more like the one they are following, right? That's what we want. Why would we choose to say yes and go through the trial? Jesus did it. The Bible says, for the joy set before him. So, he didn't enjoy going to the cross, but it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And sometimes when we're going through the trial, we think, oh gosh, this is just so hard. Because it is. But, The Bible says that weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And there is a joy on the other side of the tough situations that we go through. And if we can keep our eyes on that, then it doesn't make it wonderful, but it certainly can give us something to look to, right? Jesus gave his life for me. 
And he says, you know how I gave my life for you? Can you give your life for me now? That's what followers of Christ do. They take up their cross, the Bible says, and follow him. And I will be more like him, more alive, more filled with joy, and more who he's made me to be if I live for him and not for me. When the pressure comes, when the trial comes, when we stay in and allow it to do the work it's designed to do, we will be more like him on the other side. Because that's the choice we get. He's always giving us the choice. So James 1 says this, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I love the sound of that phrase. You will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Who likes the sound of that? I love the sound of that. But it actually talks, firstly, about considering it joy when you go through a trial and allowing God to get that endurance muscle and stretch it. Stretch that muscle. Keep walking. And just take a, a quick stock, self-stock take. You've been through some tough things, right? Now, when those tough things come and try and hit you, you just go, Pah. Is that true? It's true. Do you know what that means? Strong. You are stronger. You are more resilient because you've walked through tough things. And that's God's plan when we go through a trial that we would be more like that on the other side. Hebrews 12, therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. That means we need endurance to run that race. To become strong, we need endurance. And the way that we become strong, the way you build muscle, if you're building physical muscle, if you want to lift weights, when we lift weights, we create micro tears in the muscle we're using. All of you muscle lifting people know that. Muscle lifting, weight lifting. <laughs> what am I talking about? Who knows? The micro tears, they're tiny injuries that happen inside the muscle. And over time, the micro tears accumulate to form muscle mass. You've got to break down the muscle to build it up stronger. And this series is about becoming more resilient. This series is about becoming stronger. And we become stronger as we lean into God in the tough times because they will make us stronger if we allow them to. If we choose to allow the things that push and challenge us, the things that at times hurt us, the things that might make us worried or afraid, those internal micro, micro tears will build up again and we will be stronger and more resilient if we lean in to him. 
when you're misunderstood, what do you do? When the voice of accusation comes against you, what do you do? When people judge you unfairly, what do you do? That's what suffering looks like at times. And that's tough. That's really tough. Do we run or do we say, God, I'm leaning into you? See, if we never go through the challenge, the trial, the suffering, we will remain weak and unable to cope in life. Like a muscle that's never been worked, we'll not be able to carry what God has for us to carry. You won't be able to pick that thing up. Do that thing he's got for you to do. So we're going to talk about Job. You heard of Job? Good old Job. There's a whole book devoted to Job in the Old Testament. And here's the thing about Job. He was an upright man full of integrity and he lost everything. He was an upright man. He was full of integrity. And he went through a trial. His wealth he lost, his family and his health. But here I want to say something really important. It's important to note that the suffering he went through, it was not his whole life. The book of Job is not his whole life. It's a moment in his life. Our whole life is not one of suffering. We go through trials, yes. But God did not design you to be suffering every day of your life. He died for you so that you and I will have victory. And he's given it to us. Good. Got that. Job 1 says this, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. So you look at that and think, wow. You know, if Job, the blameless man of complete integrity who feared God and stayed away from evil had a hard time, you and I are going to have some hard times as well, aren't we? Yep. Yep. But the first thing to understand here is that Job didn't do anything wrong to cause the suffering he went through. He didn't do anything wrong. Some of you need to hear that today. You haven't done anything wrong. Some of you are sitting there thinking, why? What have I done? What have I done to do? It was me. I did something. You haven't done anything wrong. I want you to get that today. You know, the biggest question Job wrestled with during that moment in his life was why? Why is this happening? We don't always know why. Spending too much time trying to focus and understand the why can be a dead end street, it can be a distraction. God may give us the why, but He may not. And if He doesn't, we probably don't need to know. What we need to do is just stay close to him in the process. Thank you, Jesus. 
I need to stay close to you. So what did Job do? Because he came out of that suffering stronger and more resilient. In fact, the Bible says that God blessed his latter days much more than his beginning. So what did he do? Job 23 says this. I go to the east, but he's not there. I go to the west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he's hidden. I look to the south, but he's concealed. In other words, Job is saying, in this really tough time that I'm going through, I'm really finding it hard to access you, God. But he goes on and he says, even though I can't find you right now, you know where I'm going. And when he tests me, I will come as out as pure gold, for I have stayed on God's path. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but have treasured his words more than my daily food. This is just such a beautiful passage of scripture. There are three things that Job did. The first thing he did is he kept looking for God. He didn't just say, I go east, but he's not there. Okay. He didn't do that. He said, I'm looking for you in the east and I can't find you, so I'm going south and I'm going north and I'm just going to keep going until I find you, God. Because what I need more than anything else is to find you, God. And when, when we're in a tough time, that's the hardest thing for us to find at times is God. I just know I, I walk. I walk a lot. I walk and I say, God, where are you? Where are you? I'm going to keep walking and I'm going to keep coming and I'm just going to keep turning up. I'm going to keep turning up. I'm looking for you again. Every day, for as long as it takes. Because at some point, I promise you this, he will show up. He will. His presence will show up again. And then you can go, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Happened to me just a few short weeks ago. I couldn't find him. And then I came to a Tuesday night prayer meeting. Little plug. (laughs) And... I started praying and the presence of God came. I just just wept. And I went home and I said to Paul, oh, he's back. He's back. Job kept looking for God. The second thing he did, he kept trusting God. I can't find him, but he said, but he knows where I'm going. I'm finding it hard to locate him, but that doesn't mean he's left me. I'm in the palm of his hand. He knows exactly what's going on in my life. He still has his eye on me. See, when you're in that tough time, just keep exhorting yourself with the truth. I am still in the palm of God's hand. He still has his eye on me. He knows the way I take. He knows me. He said this, this is a test and it will finish. It will finish. He said, I'm coming out the other side. Job said, 
I'm coming out the other side, and when I come out the other side, I'm coming out well. That's what we want to do, right? Come out well. The third thing he did is he, stra- he stayed true to God. He kept looking for God, he kept trusting God, and he stayed true. For I have stayed on God's path. I have kept following him. I've kept doing what I know to be right. There is a lot to be said for continuing to show up and do what you know to be right. It's underrated, but it shouldn't be. Just doing the right thing. It's so important. I have treasured his words over everything else. Even chocolate. Well, it says more than my necessary food and chocolate. Is that necessary? I don't know. Maybe not in your life. Actually, it isn't in mine, but there are other things that are. I have treasured his words over everything else. What are his words to you? When you're in a tough time, what are his words to, do, to you? Treasuring his words over every other word, every other accusation, every other word that someone wants to say to you, every other thought that you might be thinking about yourself that is not true, every other thing. I have treasured his words. That means the word. Some of you are going through a serious trial that is taking all you have and more. And the devil has come to you just like he did to Eve in the garden. And he's saying, did God really say? That's your battle. Did God really say? Yes, he did. That's your answer. Yes, he did. And not only that, get away from me devil. Get away from me, accusation. Get away from me, fear that is trying to tell me that this is going to be the end. Get away from me. Treasured his word over every other word. Thank you, Jesus, for victory, for victory, for victory, for victory. Jesus did that. And if he had to do it, we'll have to do it. So Job kept looking for God, he kept trusting God, and he stayed true to God, and eventually he came out the other side. 1 Peter 5 says this, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. There it is, his eternal glory again. Thank you, Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. In his kindness, God is kind. He thinks good thoughts towards you, not evil thoughts. The things that you are going through do not mean that God has left you or forgotten you or he doesn't love you. He is kind. says, after we've suffered a little while, which is problematic, because a little while for God, who knows what that means? Nobody. Because his little while and my little while are very different. My little while is about two seconds. His little while, well, 
can go for years. I'm believing that's not the case. Amen. But it does say that the trial will end. It will finish. And what will he do? That scripture says this. What will he do? It says he will restore, he will support, and he will strengthen. He will restore what has been taken. He will restore what has been broken. He will restore you, the people around you. He will restore, it says. Let that strengthen your heart today. He will support, it says. While you're in that place, he will support you. You might think he's gone, but I'll tell you what, he's actually carrying you. That's what I found. I think, where have you gone, God? Well, actually, I was carrying you through that. You didn't realize, but I was carrying you. And then it says he will strengthen, which is what this is all about, right? Strength. God wants to give you strength. I pray, Ephesians 3, that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will strengthen you. Empower you with inner strength, Ephesians 3 says. And I pray that regularly for me. I pray, God, that today, from your glorious, unlimited resources, you will empower me with inner strength because I need it. Make it your prayer. He will strengthen you. Isaiah 45 says, And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. You've got some treasures. You've got some secret wish, uh, riches on the other side. That is your promise. That is my declaration over you today. If you are sitting in the middle of a tough time, if you are suffering and it feels like it's been going for too long, God is giving you treasures. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen every single one of us. I pray, Lord, right now, everyone in this room, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power, for your presence, for your strengthening, that you come alongside, God, especially to those who are sitting right in the middle of something that is difficult, it's hard. Show them that, just like Job, they didn't need, they didn't do anything wrong. Help them, strengthen them, I pray. before we finish and if you're here today and you've you don't have a relationship with Jesus or maybe you need to recommit your life you need to connect back with him because you know you've you've walked away we're going to pray a prayer in a moment and that prayer we'd love you to invite you to join us and pray that prayer with us
to start on this exciting journey, the most important decision you will ever make. So if you want to connect with God, if you want to ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Saviour, please pray along with us. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, for dying on the cross for my sins. Forgive me. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and Saviour. Help me to follow you for the rest of my days. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.